<laughs> Awkward silence. I can make some ambient noise. Yeah, do that. No, shut up. Okay, hey, everyone, and welcome to Elder Speak episode 65. This week, Gavin is alive, and guess what? He stinks. Uh, but onto another hey. topic. <laughs> hey, dude, you're dead. You're supposed to stink. It's okay. Well, uh, sort of dead at least. Uh, but uh, do you have some news for us? Oh, by the way, I do. We have a new guy on the show, Trevor. Say hi. Yes. Hey, everyone out there in uh, iPod Land. Now, how do you spell your last name? How do I spell it? No, sorry. Pronounce it. Pronounce it Faulkner. Ah, oh, okay, cool. Like the writer. Yeah. Love by millions. <laughs> uh, Gavin. News. Yeah. Way to sneak Trevor in there at the last minute, Mods. Yeah. Well, I know, right? I'm, I'm, sort of I'm an afterthought. It's okay. <laughs> All right, we're running on nearly a month of backlog news here, so we're only going to go over the big hitters, and there is no bigger hit hitter these past few weeks than the good old Duke. We've been He's been back and gone and back and dead for over a decade now, but Gearbox has finally gotten the complete rights to the entire IP, and they surprised everyone at PAX by basically just having the lead guy go up there and, in lieu of a speech, say, Duke Nukem is here. He's coming out next year, and you can play him. Duke Nukem Forever was alive, playable at PAX. It's coming out PS3, Xbox 360, PC next year. Moss, I mean, it's been what? Thir- it will be at over 13 years by that time. So, what? What do you? How do you react to this kind of thing? I don't know. I guess I should be happy because now at least Gearbox is doing it, so we know it's going to happen. But. You know, do you sort of get the feeling that they just did this for the for the publicity, and they don't they don't really care if it's going to be a good game or not? I sort I of. I do. Good. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's just been so long. It feels like they're just trying to ride the hype of the cancellation. It's like the longest April Fool's joke of all time. Yeah. Just you know, say you're going to make it. I feel like in a year when they actually are going to release it, they're just going to say never mind. And if it does <laughs> come out, I mean. I just can't imagine that franchise really being as good as a lot of the other heavy hitters out here. I mean, it's a flawed, I, it's a flawed, uh, it's a flawed uh, property. I think. Yes. Just at the time it was made, it was in the '90s, and the same time Sonic was uh, concocted, and everyone was, you know, into this whole rebel, cool, yeah. stupid bad guy or good guy. But now yeah. it's just strange and pathetic. Yeah, its its driving factor was its shock value, and we yeah. have way more shocking franchises out than Duke Nukem nowadays. Yeah. I don't know. I'm completely on the opposite side of this for you guys. I mean, <laughs> I, I think the, the, the removal of silliness from the mainstream shooter genre is probably what's contributing to a depressing factor in just modern gaming, and that's why it's gone all samey. I think Duke Nukem Forever could be a real jolt of just plain stupidity that we all really need and enjoy. It's like having another Austin Powers movie. It's just an excuse It's an excuse to turn your brand off, which granted, a lot of shooter games do, but here it's going to be an excuse to bring in color, it's going to be bring an excuse to bring these ugly-ass beasts, and hopefully, like in Duke Nukem 3D, I'll be able to shit down a boss's neck after I defeat him. <laughs> but, I mean, um, in terms of these guys just releasing it for releasing it, sure. I mean, that's probably what Take Two's thinking. But um, Gearbox is actually made up of a lot of former 3D Realms people. People, and um, I'm pretty sure the guy that announced Duke Nukem was a developer on Duke Nukem 3D. So these guys aren't just you know snapping it up and um, without any prior experience. So if it doesn't work now, it's never going to work. But I'd like to see him come back. I don't hmm. think he's going to be. I hate a Master Chief or a Marcus Phoenix, but I definitely think it's going to be a welcome change to the modern market. Yeah, I just think maybe Boltstorm is going to be better. Just personally. And, yeah. and Gearbox has surprised me with their quality, with their software. I don't think anyone expected Borderlands, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they can do. I mean, Duke already has a vehicle section for the first time ever. So. I have a bone to pick with Borderlands. Everybody loves Borderlands, and I just can't see it. It is the most generic brown shooter I've ever played. And I've played with four people. Well, it's not brown, but it is definitely a little generic, and it's repetitive as fuck. Uh, but the whole thing is just collecting, collecting, collecting. And it's, once it's you get, Diablo with guns. Yeah, yeah. and it, once, once yeah. you get into it, you just sort of can't stop. I mean, 
for a while I See, played. I, I hated it. Hated the whole thing. Huh. Well, See, I'll, I mean, t- it, I'll tell you a story. It's supposed to be bad, I think. I mean, it's a ste- it's a steampunk railroad spike directly into the dopamine producing center of the brain. Yeah. It's it's meant to just be a grind, but it's a it's a it's an addictive grind. It's crack. It's that's it's all, it, it's awesome for that reason. I've only I played it like a little while, and then I'm like, holy shit, I am I get addicted to like Peggle, so I'm like, fuck this shit, I cannot <laughs> into yeah. Borderlands. See, I, that's exactly what I was about to say. Um. Uh, I started playing it because Randy sort of suggested it, but I sort of hated it at first because you're not really that powerful and the weapons you get are all sort of samey. But then, all of a sudden, I hit this critical point where eight hours went by and I was just in a daze. I didn't really know what had happened. I couldn't really remember anything cool from the game, but I couldn't seem to stop playing. So it's not, you know, it's not Uncharted 2. It's not something you'll remember for basically ever. It's just something to to uh, to spend your boring time on, and uh, and it's 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 a fine fine game at that, but not not really anything more. Okay. Well, all right. Let's move on then yeah. before uh, we completely lose focus. <laughs> oh, I was um, just on the, yeah, just one ahead. last thing. Do you think they should rename the game? Not call it Duke Nukem Forever, but something else. They would lose about 200 million units if they do that. And 200 million yeah. units. Yeah. They'd lose about 200 million bucks if they change the name at this point. I'm, I'm exaggerating. Such an iconic hills, name. But... I don't know. I think if they do it smartly, if they're a bit more, you know, let's say uh, sarcastic, say they call it Duke Nukem again or something. <laughs> Duke Nukem, finally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that name now is a major thing. I mean, people that even left the game industry 10 years ago are going to see it and go, holy shit, I need to buy this. So at this point, it has it probably is the most successful, um, the most likely successful title that right. anyone could have at the time of it, uh, uh, next year when it releases. Hmm. There's so much built into that name that even if it sucks, it's still going to have that initial must-buy factor. That's the reason I'm buying it. It's been 13 years. I don't give a shit. I'm getting that game. <laughs> I'll wait. All right. But uh, let's move on here. Let's move on to a game uh, franchise almost as old and but still been around, Mortal Kombat. Now we have the new um, reboot of the franchise coming from NetherRealm Studios in early next year. But apparently we also have an HD collection coming out. Collection, of course, with a K. How delightful. <laughs> um, and it, you know, uh, usually like the God of War, it's a HD remastering of the games. But it's not just remastering the basic audio as it appears in the game. Apparently, they have taken HD cameras and actually refilmed the actors. If you recall, um, Mortal Kombat does not have actual sprites. Uh, it's more of a digitized actual character models and uh, character people and poses. So for them to go back and completely remaster the shooting process should be very interesting to see how that turns out. I'm not sure. I kind of like the hokey version of uh, Mortal Kombat, but it would be interesting to see. Moss? Um, I don't know. You know, I've said this before, and I'm a big Tekken fan, uh, but there was a time when I liked Mortal, Mortal Kombat, but at this point I just don't see what they could possibly do, and, and what the it's what is listed here doesn't seem to be what I think it needs. I think it... I, I don't know, I think... It's just a failed... I, just as, Just like Duke Nukem, it's just... You know, the shock value isn't there anymore, and that was the biggest draw. So n- right now, I just don't know what I would like about the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I- I've seen some of the videos, though, and, like, some of the fatalities, and it actually looks pretty good. I Mortal Kombat is just one of those series that it's just been just shit on over and over again with the Sub-Zero game and mm. almost all the 3D incarnations... Uh, the neutered DC one. I really, really am looking forward to seeing it get, you know, uh, a fresh start, almost. Get back to its roots a little bit. Yeah. I can see. Hey, when's the last time we actually saw a new fighting franchise? Um, Blue. Yeah, that was what I was just going to say. Right. Blaze Blue. How are you? How are the hell yeah. are you? Yeah. I guess more. I guess more. You know, something a little more mainstream would be like Dead or Alive. Even though that's a while uh, ago. I suppose, but yeah, uh, Blaze Blue and Continuum Shift are the most recent. 
Mm. Yeah. Although technically it's Guilty Gear with even more anime, but... <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's literally Guilty Gear-y skinned. But I still yeah. love it, and I don't know why. Hmm. I don't think anyone does, but that's a, that's an awesome factor. But <laughs> once again, we're moving on and to some news that may be good, maybe bad, depending on what your view is. We, um, we've we been talking about a PSP2 for ever since probably the PSP1 started um, disappointing us back in 2006, 2007. And we have a more substantial rumor this time around that the PSP2 won't even bear the PSP name. Apparently, according to our rumor here, Sony is possibly dropping the PlayStation Portable brand in favor of a new take on it, still within the PlayStation platform, I suppose, called Playview. We have a perspective photo of it on here. It looks, it doesn't, it looks fake, but still, I mean, it's likely, <laughs> um, based on the, based on the information we have in the text. Apparently, it's gonna be an iPad, a smaller version of an iPad that's also going to have e-reader functions, video player functions, and of course, game playing functions. Functions, and it's all going to be running on Google Android, which was probably the, uh, speculated as being the best option for Sony to move at at this point. But it looks like an iPad. Moths, I, I know you. Um, you're always first on the ball when it comes to PSP2. So if you check this out. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think of the PSP iPad, uh, the iPSP pad? Well, if that image is at all uh, representative of what the real thing is going to turn out to be, then I'm a bit disappointed. I think they're sort of they're making they're doing a mistake in going halfway. They need to make it smaller and they need to make it a phone. Everything else is cool. Like it can be a touch device. I don't really care. I think uh, I think while the analog stick and the buttons are 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 nice. I do not think they have a place in the handheld future. I just uh, I I don't think we're gonna carry around two devices. I don't think we're gonna have bulky devices with buttons and analogs in in our in our pockets. Uh, and so I think the touchscreen is the way to go most likely. Um, and you know, You're making me sad, Matt. Yeah, but me I mean, I, I know what you mean, and I, I mean, it's hard to imagine good games working uh, with the, or, or you know, console level games working with the touchpad. But it's just a compromise that they're probably going to have to make at some point, uh, and better to do it sooner than, rather than later. Uh, that being said, it just it, it's good on them from for for perhaps getting rid of the play, PlayStation Portable name because that's just been done to death, and I don't think they could uh, could just survive another go at a, at, a, at a PSP name console. But it's too big. It needs to be smaller. It needs to be an iPhone, basically, only more powerful and bearing the PSP name or Sony name. Sorry, Trevor. Yeah, yeah th- this is something uh, I've listened to you guys talk about this a lot. Uh, your your thoughts on the PSP, and this is one of those things I don't entirely agree with. Um, that it should be a phone. Uh, I feel that really they just... The PSP has fit the niche of good-looking handheld. Uh, you can't really get as good-looking things a lot of the time on... Definitely on your DS, but also on your uh, your iPhone. And I really... Just upgrading the, the, the graphics would, would be more for me. And I'm actually a really big PSP fan. Um, I should just, it's really just a Monster Hunter system for me. Mm. Uh, but if, if this new Sony, it's like a social experiment in disappointing fans. You know, you make yeah. the first PSP and it, it's okay. Uh, you do a couple upgrades that aren't really that much of an overhaul. And then you make the go, which is almost a slap in the face for people who've supported them for several years. And then this, like, I can't even imagine how you would, I, I've had the displeasure of playing an iPad where they want you to use dual uh, analog sticks and the complete lack of feedback makes them unplayable. Mm. Other than RTSs, I really couldn't get behind any of the iPad games and it's just so sad for me to see them just bury the system over and over again. I mean, I just want to play Monster Hunter. I just want you to let me hit some stuff in the face and I'll be happy. But instead, you're giving me an iPad. Yeah, I think uh, the, the thing about the analog sticks is, is my main uh, reason for believing that touchpads are the future is just because an analog stick has to, you know, erect from the surface of the device, and that's going to cause a lot of practical problems. For uh, for example, keeping it in your pocket, uh, especially pants pocket. But 
Um, but I, I, I mean, if they're really going for the for the a pad device, then it's not really supposed to be kept in the pocket anyway. It's supposed to be the kind of thing you have on the couch or or in bed or whatever. It's not really something you want to take with you day to day, unless I've misunderstood the, the pad market entirely. Uh, so. Uh, it's it's like I said before. It's it's this weird in between thing that I don't really know how to you know interpret. Mm-hmm. Sony, they've been uh, they've been doing this weird thing where they just simply are basically stealing ideas from other from other developers, mm-hmm. uh, and it's hurting them like immensely. The uh, what the move it? What's it called? PlayStation Move. Sorry, the PlayStation Move. Uh, it's it's a Wiimote. This is an iPad. Hmm. Just think of something on your own. You don't. Do they really need a touchscreen? I just I'm cool with buttons. Uh, I I've made that uh, that sacrifice and I can deal with it. I just don't think they need to keep trying to jump on these these bandwagons of you know touch sensitivity and just add. Give me a second analog stick and and make the graphics better. I don't hmm. carry it in my pocket anyways. I walk around like a girl with the bag. And I'm perfectly cool with it. Me too, yeah. man. Rock on, my bag carrying brother. Yes, yes. <laughs> Gavin, what do you think? I think I've already expressed myself earlier on. I don't like Apple. I don't like iPad. I don't like touchscreen unless I have an alternate mode. Um, I can stand the DS because it still has buttons. I still have a stylus. I have a mode of physical feedback input. Mm. But as this exists, and if this is what I'm going to get, I'm not. I'm not even going near it. I don't want it. I don't want it in my house. I um. It's just I. I don't see how this could be any benefit for um for Sony at this point, especially since they're not really fleshing the idea out beyond its basic incarnation. I don't see um. I don't see anything here that you can't get in um el- that you can't get elsewhere. Mm. And we don't even have a price estimate for this. So hopefully this is just you know a flash in a pan, and we're going to get. Uh, the earlier rumored version of actually having buttons and having a touchscreen at the back of the device, which maybe uh, may work as well. But that again, sounded if, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that I didn't. But mind. again, that, that was yeah. interesting. I've been saying it for over a year now. Ever since Kit posted the damn article, Sony, we have what you need on our site. Read what we read. We we laid it out for you. It's perfect. Everyone agrees. That's Reddit. Read our article, make us that device, and we'll all buy it. It needs to be a phone. It needs to be this. It needs to be this. And Sony does not listen. Yeah. So, yeah. No, to nobody. Nope. It's a strange way of doing business, isn't it? Yeah, it makes no sense. It's it's like Helen Keller's in charge. It makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. Okay, man. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts on the uh, play view? I know that seems odd at this point in time. Is there anything that you haven't said that's possible at this point? I just really don't want to walk into like a Best Buy and ask for a play view. It's just, yeah. yeah. That's uh, my stance. <laughs> something good call. something call. I haven't said. Drapes, painting, uh, typewriter. That's very nice. Yeah, yeah that is good. Okay, that very nice. Okay, well, uh, there you go, guys. New tech. Let's move on to older games then. Uh, going back, especially to, uh, to December two thousand nine. At this point, uh, you guys remember a little game, Final Fantasy thirteen, right? Right. Sort of thing. I might. I might. Had a, little, had a bit of a blip on you know when uh, on its release. Yep. And apparently, uh, we've been told by Mor- uh, Motomo Toriyama, the game director that we should hang on to our saves from the end of the game uh, as we are expecting DLC for it. Yay! But DLC has been canned. Boo. So uh, any any planned DLC expansion packs to the core game were scrapped in the past few months and now are non-existent. Granted, we weren't necessarily promised anything in, in, as anything, in anything as solid as a release date or even a teaser, so this isn't necessarily a big deal. What is a big deal is... Uh, Final Fantasy XIII is coming to the 360 in Japan, the re- the only region in the world where it was exclusive to the PS3. And this re-release has, will be uh, spawning the Final Fantasy XIII Ultimate Hits Edition, which is not uh, exclusive to any console. It will be re-released on the, uh, for PlayStation 3 as well, and includes English voiceovers, a uh, new version of the main theme, 
and in easy mode, several new scenes and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just an expanded version. Unfortunately, right now it's confined to Japan, but they're getting it on the 360, which is always nice. And maybe you know, if it sells a while, we're gonna get the ultimate hit editions in the states. But uh, Moss, were you a, were you a big proponent of it should remain exclusive, or are you are you happy to see it on Japanese 360s, all four of them? I don't really care. I'm all for the games. I don't really care what system it's on. Good, uh, good plan. So, yeah, uh, good for them. Uh, I feel like Final Fantasy perhaps didn't sell as much as Square Enix and perhaps the world uh, on a whole expected. And I feel like, like that's probably why the DLC was scrapped. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, good on them. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor? Yeah, I've, I agree. I it doesn't really bother me at all. The day they get on a, a 7 remake or even a 7 uh, HD, uh, you can talk to me. But until yeah. then, I really don't care. Cool. It's, yeah, it's going to happen eventually. It's, yeah, a a 7 so. remake is, is, in, is inevitable. Sometimes, at some point, they're going to need a lot of money, and that's when the 7 remake <laughs> Yeah. Yep. You know it, man. You know What's it. What's the cash in? Yeah. It'd be okay. so easy. Yep. Well, um, Moth and I have already talked about this at length. We've probably talked everyone's ear off on this, but since Trevor's on the show, uh, let me bring back up an old standby here on the news, and that is the Supreme Court case from California, Schwarzenegger Mm. versus ESA. And Now, if Schwarzenegger wins and the state of California wins, they will establish federal regulation of video games that are deemed too violent for minors, um, while proponents of the other side are arguing for continued self-regulation within the industry. So this is a pretty major thing. It, it, basically, the only way that they could establish this precedent on video games without interfering with the First Amendment would be to define them as obscene materials or something similar where they are not covered by the First Amendment. This also includes pornography, just to give you an idea of comparative analysis here. But um, going a little bit overboard here, everyone's preparing their arguments. So Trevor, preface for your argument here. Where, uh, where do you sit on this uh, Schwarzenegger versus ESA? I mean, here's the thing. Pot's okay, but we can't play Grand Theft Auto. It's almost a hand-in-hand thing. (laughs) What is the argument here? It just blows my mind. I I, I truly cannot see why anyone would view any game to be so violent that it has to be censored or banned. I can't name a single one where I've been scarred. it just seems so silly that the state that is, that is going to let everyone smoke pot just can't handle violence in video games. Schwarzenegger's movies are more violent than most video games. I just, I don't know. It's just so silly. Mm. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, Mons and I, I think I'm going to forbid me and Mons from talking about it. <laughs> nice. We have been, we, we can probably put together an entire Broadway play just about how, just how long and tedious we've talked about it. <laughs> we could but, uh, yeah. do that, yeah. No, it's never been a good but, argument. It, it no, just... no. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, yet another proponent for the side of self-regulation. <laughs> way, way to go, Trevor. Way to step up to the back there. Let's, uh, let's actually fine. do a contest on the side. <laughs> let's, really? uh, let's uh, ask any gamers out there to come up with a good argument for banning games. And, All right. Uh, well, um, you can't just something. say you can't just say a contest without you know putting up some sort of prize. What would it be, Moths? Well, they could um, a date with Moths. I'll get them a. I'll enter that. Yeah, I'll get them a boob. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> a what? If they can convince me that uh, that um, uh, banning video games in California is, or banning video games sales to children in California is really a significant and good idea, then I'll buy them a PlayStation Move starter kit. Wow. Okay, there you go. I'll uh, we'll put this on the we'll actually put this on the side. I'm I'm willing to go the full mile on this. You heard it here well, here here first, my guys. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. There you go. Convince mods. You're gonna have to probably set a bit a bit more parameters for that uh, for this kind of thing, mods, just so you can't sit back and deny even the most plausible arguments. Um, veridity, because okay. you could just say I wasn't convinced. But let's uh, let's say convince me and our community. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we'll establish a panel, and if you can convince us, or at least present an argument that we can see goes at least uh, at least is competitive to our argument on our side, 
Mox will buy you a PlayStation Move starter kit. Yeah. There we go. I'll set it up. I'll put a, an official announcement on the site, and we'll just decide the specifics from there. But you heard it here, so expect it and work on your legal skills, everybody. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to a more agreeable, agreeable sentiment, shall we? Mm. Amazon.com delivery day shipping prices. Now, you know, $10 discounts on new games are nice, but the $5.99 shipping cost kind of almost disca- um, discounts it. A lot of people are like, eh, for, you know, it's just a $4 difference. I'm just going to go to the store. I don't want to wait for it, etc. So they kind of lose out on the discount price due to shipping. Mm. Amazon.com has realized this, though, and they are now discounting their delivery day shipping costs, meaning you will receive it on, deli- on the day of its release, down to $0.99. Cents, $1. So that's a $5 uh, markdown, which is pretty exceptional. And uh, immediately you can buy games like Little Bit Planet 2, Halo Reach, Fallout New Vegas, and Call of Duty Black Ops under the deal. But eventually, all new games will have this delivery day shipping cost. So awesome. Awesome for everyone that wants to buy on Amazon.com. Right, Trevor, do you buy a lot on Amazon.com? Uh, I didn't know people didn't have Prime accounts. So I'm already <laughs> banking on Amazon. Free two-day shipping. I mean... I get them. I already get my games the release date. I actually don't go out of my house. I'm here all day, every day. Um, I've You're cemented like off my front door. <laughs> yeah, tarred up the windows. I don't even know. Is 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 everything still out there? No zombie apocalypse. No, just a regular one, nuclear on all that stuff. Uh, kind of a, more okay. of a Fallout than well, a Resident Evil. I mean, if you count me, Gavin, and Randy. Uh, oh, that's it's true. Not, it's not an apocalypse. It's just. A minor insurrection? Yeah, I can deal with that, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Moss, what about you? I know you don't necessarily shop on Amazon.com, considering your shipping cost will be 50 bucks. but what do you think of a $5 uh, shipping discount, though? Uh, Sounds good. I mean, whatever works for you guys. Uh, Personally, I pay quite uh, little in shipping uh, from at least Norwegian companies. It's like, depending on the weight of the object and the size of it... uh, Let's say it's a game, it's like one cent or something. Nothing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, good for you guys. Yeah, I, I hate to, like, whore out Amazon, but seriously, if you're in the U.S., look at Amazon Prime. It is the greatest thing I ever did with my life. <laughs> Especially if you're a student. You, all, you also uh, register for a free year of Amazon Prime. So definitely. Yes. Definitely check that out. It helps. Although you shouldn't be buying video games with your grant money. You should be buying console. <laughs> you should be buying consoles with your grant money. That way you can buy video games when you get your own money. See how it works? But okay. Yes. Yeah. All discounts are always good and hopefully this helps Amazon get a bit more of a leg up on the industry. Maybe, maybe not. But it's always good for the consumer when we have to pay less and get the same. But we're moving on again. This time we're moving from consumers to independent developers. Now we already know that Telltale has its own pilot program where uh, the the great and powerful and merciful um, distributor known as Telltale will distribute your games based on set set parameters, and if you just want to, you know, if you pass their initiation or whatever, you will be able to be published by Telltale and have episodic delivery and all that good stuff. Interplay is also getting on that. The one-time developer of Fallout and Earthworm Jim has launched Interplay Discovery. Now, what this means is if you are an independent developer and you're at a certain stage of production or finished with a product you want distributed, you head at the end of play past their application process or whatever. Specifics aren't necessarily in in play yet, but they will distribute it on PC channels and at some point Mac and I, iOS stuff for iPad and iPhone as well. So they will distribute for you and you'll be able to use the Interplay name for your benefit. We have two games coming out on that so far. The first is Pinball Yeah. That yeah, it literally it's called Pinball Yeah. That is the that is the title. And you're, it's coming You're saying from, it wrong. It's Pinball Yeah. There's no exclamation point. Oh shit. I thought it was more like yeah. yeah. Nope, nope, no pin no exclamation point. It's just Pinball Yeah. So or Pinball Yeah. yeah. Pinball Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's pinball. I like yeah. Pinball. <laughs> exactly, that's the title. Coming from Portuguese developer Code Runners. Uh, upon first look, I thought it was Codemasters. I'm like, wait, that's not independent. But no, it is Code Runners from Portugal that's coming to PC, Mac, and iOS. And we also have a game called Tommy Tronic, which from the one screenshot I was able to ha- uh, have, it looks like you're a preteen with a Nerf gun firing at zombie carrots. 
which is kind of cool. So likely are robots. Yeah. Okay, that too. And that's coming from Ukrainian game uh, game developer Oasis Games, and that's exclusively on the PC. So unique titles to say the very least. But it's always nice to see uh, independent publishing lines pop up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys? Where are you guys on that? Uh, it's it's. I, I like the idea. I like the idea behind Telltale's pilot program, and if this same thing, then cool. Uh, I I I really don't have that much to say on this thing. It's it's an it's a publisher I've basically never heard of, and um, and they are two games that I would never play. So you know, if something significant comes out of this, then cool. Uh, if not, then it's a nice concept. Yeah, yeah. I- I agree. Uh, I'd argue that some of the best games that came out in the last six months were from independent developers. Uh, yeah. I'm really happy to see some more get out there. These may not be the best uh, starters. If the console was launching with this lineup, I probably wouldn't buy it. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. Yep. Yep. There you go. But I, I don't know. I think uh, Tommy Tronic has me interested. There's something... Zombies ate my eight neighbors esque of shooting Nerf guns at zombie carrots. So where's that I'll remake? Be... Man, I want yeah, HD I zombies ate so. my neighbors. I think we all do. LucasArts, get on that shit. I miss it. That's one of my favorite games ever, man. I don't yeah, think I ever played it. Just... Oh, get get the fuck Kill out. Yourself. Yeah, just get, yeah yourself. Just, just get the fuck out. Yeah, dude. Or Kip has already con- Kip has already condemned me to death for not playing Star Fox 64, so I think I'm good. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna surprise you. I would prefer you play Zombies Ate My Neighbors than Star Fox 64. Ooh. Yep. I don't like Star I, Fox 64. I threw it out there. I, I'm putting it. I, I put it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> we all pretty much did. Yeah, go, dude, go, uh, go tell that to Kip, and perhaps he'll leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Well, uh, if there's any game that could be as different as different from Tommy Tronic. And Zombies in My Neighbors, it's MAG, or as we once knew it, Massive Action Game, from Sony and Zipper Interactive. And according to Walmart, there's a sequel on the way, too. The creatively titled MAG 2 is listed for pre-order on the uh, retailer's website, and that's pretty much all we know. Uh, apparently, uh, it also will release on January 25th of next year, so pretty close for a game that was just announced, in essence. It's still from Sony and Zipper Interactive. And they're currently also working on SOCOM 4, so I'm not exactly ha- uh, sure how much of their forces they were able to de- delegate to MAG 2. But, Trevor, you had some interesting thoughts on MAG, so uh, where do you find yourself on MAG 2? I didn't realize it was out yet. No. <laughs> uh, MAG, it's, it's a flawed system. I'm all cool. Honestly, I think online is killing a lot of first-person shooters nowadays. But uh, this one, the numbers are so high that it's you just you just walk out there and die if you're not you know the highest caliber. Uh, leveled um, first-person shooters just don't work in my opinion, and this is the biggest example of it. Hmm. So you're not going to be leaping out to get Mag Two come January 25th? No, I'm pretty sure I will forget that it exists, much like I did the first one. <laughs> hmm. I mean, what what enhancements can you see, though, MAG2? If MAG2 wants to um, bring you back into the fold, if it wants to correct all of MAG's mistakes, what would it have to do? Uh, A lot of it had to do with their matchmaking. And uh, really, if they fixed that, varied up some of the the things that just got old, like dying almost (laughs) instantly because the team coordination was non-existent. I mean, that may bring me into the fold a little better than before, but I, it'd be really, really an uphill battle to get me to join in on that one. Okay, bots? I think what would make MAG cool is if every single server had a developer leading the charge. Well, they do have to eventually take time out to make games. You realize this, mods? Yes, but here's the thing. If they did that... I think I would play it. And if they don't do that, I won't play it. So you really have to choose your battles. (laughs) Really, really good. That's a good suggestion. Uh, They do a lot of thing with kids nowadays at, like, not playgrounds, but, like, the Discovery Zone type. I don't think you'd know what that was, Mots, but uh, the Discovery Zone where they they put a person in there to kind of orchestrate the play. Uh That would actually probably put me into it. If they had a single person who coordinated the battle. 
And I mean, it doesn't really have to be a developer. It could just be any bloke they hired off the street and trained at, yeah. train, and train at playing the game. Uh, it just needs to be someone official that's there, that everyone knows. I mean, that has a rival, a posting team leading rival, uh, that recruits players to be the best ultimate awesome team uh, and wins battles that way and wins battles strategically and communicates with every single, uh, at least the unit. Uh, of the um, of the battle, it doesn't. Ha- he doesn't have to actually be in the game and play it and play it himself. He just has to be the guy, you know, controlling the the an animal. omnipotent god of sorts. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like the Left 4 Dead director. The yeah, director yeah. Of Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, if you know, Sony's been really hard on publishing this. Uh, it's not. It's not a first party title, but it's definitely within the fold. So they have a lot of talent they can definitely throw at this mm. if they want to just you know um, if they want to re- uh, recycle their their host for like Pulse Core, um, whatever the European equivalent is, um, and just cycle them into occasionally leading these games. You can really reinforce both the Sony side and the Mag side. So yeah, this is definitely an idea because that could work. Mm. Is it gonna happen? Nah. No, no, no. Yeah, the thing is, this this is a good idea, and it's Sony. So those two things really mesh. Yeah. So, this actually, idea dies on this podcast right yeah. now. Yeah, I yeah. tried I tried the beta, and I really think it's a game with potential. Uh, the shooting is, uh, uh, you know, more than decent. Uh, the graphics are kind of decent. Uh, but more importantly, the feeling on the battlefield, the, the sound, the animation, the way everything just boils down into complete chaos is really appealing to me. I just cannot stand uh, the lack of structure. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if they get that, and if they... I don't, they don't have to do exactly what we suggest, but, I mean, something similar, some way to get all the players to know exactly what to do, uh, to have uh, structure and to have tactics that change dynamically over time. Uh, that If they get that right, it could be a really big hit. Yeah, I mean, the inherent problem in the, like, online shooter genre is that everything basically comes down to griefing after about a month. Mm. And if you can somehow control the griefing, you could keep uh, the game alive. Mm. I mean, uh, I played a lot of uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, uh, it's online, and first month or so, great. But then just... Everybody started griefing, and the game just got so bad. And it happens to so many. If if they could somehow orchestrate it so that wouldn't happen, you could keep a game like that living much longer than its usual life cycle. Yeah, I think... Also, I, I mean, uh, the beginning of Battlefield... I mean, it's still, a, it's still a good game to play online, but the beginning was so much better because everyone didn't know all the spots that people mm-hmm. came out of, all the sniping spots, uh, all the best ways to take out a tank, where to put the mines and all that stuff. So, I mean, I guess uh, something you could do is perhaps randomly generate levels. That'd be an interesting idea. But then the levels wouldn't probably wouldn't be quite as good, and they might be unfair at times, but at least that would probably solve that problem. Uh-huh. So, I, I, I don't know. I just I think you need something to dynamically change the game over time, and it has, has to happen at least every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let's move on to our big discussion news segment that we usually have on the show here. And as it has in past weeks, we return once again to Medal of Honor, that good, that that wholesome little game that has had everyone with a ba- uh, with a, a service uniform pissed off, apparently, apparently, uh, keyword there, has continued the trend here. GameStop has announced in cooperation with military retailers that it will be removed from all base exchange st- uh, shops and 49 actual GameStop locations located on army bases. Now, apparently this is out of respect for men and women serving and their families, quote unquote. Now we have uh, a lot of comments here. Let me go through them before we get our own in there. Um, we have a lot of uh, people of uh, army brass here speaking on the issue. And I quote here, major general Bruce Casella, commanding officer of the army and air force exchange service, which runs these stores saying we regret any inconvenience this may cause authorized ship shoppers, but are optimistic that they will understand the sensitivity to the life and death scenarios this product presents as entertainment. Now, that's, you know, that's, that's an arguable stance that's, that's um, amiable. On the other side, we have Liam Fox, British uh, Defense Secretary. And I quote him here. 
At the hands of the Taliban, children have lost fathers and wives have lost husbands. It's shocking that someone would think it acceptable to recreate the act of Taliban against British soldiers. And uh, actually, we have one guy on our side, though, Lucas Siegel, site editor for Newsarama.com, and actually veteran of Ira Operation Iraqi Freedom, which, for those of you who don't know, is the mission in Iraq in general. And he has a huge quote here that I'm not going to go verbatim. It's about three paragraphs. You're going to have to search on the site for it as a general rule. But he's... Um, let me, let me give you the basics here. For about three years after I returned from Iraq, I found it impossible to play any realistic shooters or to enjoy fireworks. There were little things within those experiences that set off powerful sense memories. Eventually, it took sitting down and trying to remember what was enjoyable about these things in the past to make them enjoyable again. Realizing that self-imposed power made me remember, hey, this is a video game, and I like video games. That is the point here that the officials at AAFES, the exchange service, are overlooking in favor of being cautious. So here, you know, he's very in, he's trying to reinforce individual willpower. But we have a lot of quotes here. I kind of overloaded you guys. But Mots, have you been able to sort through my kind of heavy exposition to come up with a opinion here? Uh, as always, I have an opinion on everything, basically, uh, don't I? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I hate sensitivity. Really, I do. I just <laughs> just. Come out and do whatever the fuck you want and don't care about who you offend. That's basically my philosophy. Um, it's a free world. You can make whatever game you want and uh, people will buy it and some people will be offended, some people won't care and other people won't, um, will sympathize with the offended. But uh, personally, I just, I mean, if it's on army basis, I can see how they have the right to do that. Um, I just, uh, uh, I mean, it's it's this whole thing that South Park did, you know, with uh, how long is do you have to wait before it's okay okay to make fun of something or or talk about something in a certain way, and I just think that's a bullshit concept, and and uh, we need to get rid of it. So, to me, this is just some sort of silly dispute that just really boils down to uh, boils down to pussying out. Wow, Moss coming out and calling the United States Army and Air Force pussies. Wow, yeah. man. Good thing they're not Marines. They would literally fly over and kick your ass for that kind of shit. But it's only the Army, so they're just going to pout and moan for a bit. Yeah. Logs on it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Please, please, I'm actually near a couple Army bases. Don't kill me. Um, but okay, uh, Trevor, what about you? You uh, you with Moss, or you have a differing opinion on this whole Medal of Honor scenario? I mean, I don't know. I can kind of see where they're coming from, because uh, this long time ago, I was eating cherries, and a bunch of ghosts came out of nowhere and just chased me around a maze for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and to this day, if I play Pac-Man, I just get terrible flashbacks and, and shrivel up. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. But these are, these are guys who are going out and putting their life on the line and in the most dangerous situations you can. I think they can make their own decision when it comes to, you know, should I should I access this piece of material? Hmm. Uh, anybody, I, I greatly agree with Watts. It's just, come on, guys. That's my response. Hmm. Army, come on, guys. Well said. Well said, sir. Um, I, I'm with Moss a bit, too. I agree that, you know, if uh, this is their right to restrict it just as much as our, anyone's right to decide what they want to do, um, I don't think this is, I think this is mostly for a political stance. I don't think really, um, definitely the people serving, they can stand it. A lot of them are gamers. A lot of them are FPS gamers. They're, they're going to get it anyway, but uh, I think this is mostly for the families and for the, uh, the political correctness nature of it all. Um, I don't think I still, I fragments of the military services don't still don't under really having got into it. Uh, into the video game spectrum yet, though, aside from those that have been working on America's Army, of course. So if they don't understand it, they really don't understand it. So I think this is mostly where it's coming from here. But again, largely I'm with Siegel here. If you if you have shell if you have shell shock, yeah, it's probably not good to play the game. But you're, uh, most of these guys are the strongest people imaginable. So I'm, cer I'm certain being being a Taliban and shooting a a, pers a character model st structured like their uniform is not going to completely send them over the edge. Um, and I mean, what about Call of Duty One, Two, and Three, where you can play as a German? No, no, that's 
that's that's World War Two. That's an old war. That's yeah, okay. exactly. That's the that's the whole thing I was saying about the whole South Park uh, uh, timing thing. It just it makes no sense. I mean, it's beyond all forms if, of logic. If, Ger- if Germany wanted to pull pull these same strings, we would never have Nazis in games anymore. Yeah, exactly. Oh and they God. haven't done that because they simply don't care. They've sucked they're... it. You know, they've sucked it up. They're major, like taking it on the chin for the past couple decades. They're like, yeah, yeah we. We gave the world Nazis. Yeah, and now well, we're gonna go actually, drink beer actually, and eat Funny story. I was in Germany like five years ago, and I was on a tour, and they completely, you know, skipped over the war entirely. So you know, well, when yeah, you saw, they're not, they're not they... going to be like, "Hey, remember that time we genocided everybody?" But they're not <laughs> going to be like, "Oh yeah, we we will restrict your ability to represent yeah. our in your video game." So, I mean, good on them for that, and when is the world going to learn that that's the right way to handle things? I mean, who doesn't love Germany these days? <laughs> um, A lot of people, actually, but yeah. <laughs> probably Islamic fundamentalists, but they don't like anybody. Yeah. But uh, I also I also, um, I also, also warn people that want to ban these kind of stuff. That's what the Taliban kind of loves, the, the, that's why they, um, the, the, when in the past when we haven't restricted, when we haven't banned, that's why they didn't like us. That's the entire reason they didn't like us. It's not because of they hate our freedom. Mm. It's just they hate the plurality of our culture. So, I mean, the more res- we restrict, especially when it comes to them, the more we elicit a kind of uh, fearful reaction to them. Not necessarily uh, that we actually do, but it definitely looks that way. Yeah. If we make them taboo, that's giving them strength. But um, that's that's going into a major, major, major discussion here. But I think we're all agreed, banning's never the answer, guys. These yeah. are these are these are big boys. They uh, they uh, they're they're big boys. They they can they can cry over a scraped knee and be done and go have lunch. So these we really shouldn't be worried about hurting their feelings. In military families, they're prob- you know a lot of them are really prepared for the worst. So I don't think a video game is going to be the ver- worst for them. Yeah, and it's not like these guys are, are, while they're waiting for their husbands or fathers to come home, they're not going to sit down and play Modern Warfare in place of Taliban and kill American soldiers in the game. It's just not going to happen. I hate exactly what my husband's going through. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't so bad. I'm going to go cheat on him. (laughs) Oh, dude. (laughs) This guy stopped hating freedom. Stop hating freedom. Yes, we can. Barack Obama. (laughs) Let's do this. Change. Freedom isn't free. Okay. All right, we're going to full-on self-parody mode here. So final thoughts, guys, before we... Uh, that's my last news topic for the day, so... Or for the week. Final thoughts? For the thing, yeah. Uh, it's been a good week. It's... Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry we weren't able to do a podcast the last two weeks. That's because everyone sucks, and uh, half of us were dead at the time as well, so... My hard drive is dead. So I have an excuse, and yeah. that was in the finals. But I was mostly crying over my lost hard drive. Yeah, and then I had to go out and kill him, and then Randy Randy didn't really agree with my methods, so he resurrected him, and uh, everything. Actually, though, he had a yeah. That Phoenix down really hit the spot. Yeah, it's. I mean, that Although stuff is you, amazing. It tastes well, kind of weird, doesn't it? But after the after well, I mean, the it, sucks. It, it's all about it, it's all about how you put it in. I mean, most people grind it up and either inject it or rub it on, kind of yeah. just like an, uh, you know, the Indian or the uh, the Native American or the uh, modern military um, uh, medicine version. He rolled it up and I smoked it. Mm-hmm. He like put mm-hmm. it in my mouth and lit it. So it was kind of a gradual resurrection. I really think that's the way uh, most people should use Phoenix Downs in the future. Yeah, I'm saying. Interesting thing just, about Phoenix Downs, yeah. uh, they don't work on flower girls. It's weird. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. You would think Phoenix Downs, herb, flower. No, nope. natural yeah. beauty. Yeah, I, yeah I ran. Yeah, I ran over this chick that was trying to sell flowers at like a near a Renaissance festival, and I just like, oh shit, oh great, I have a resident uh, uh, Phoenix Down in my glove compartment. Threw that on her, didn't happen. So I tried like oh, no. 50 different ways. She was dead cold. Yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I had to you know, chop. I tried. I had to chop off her head, burn the corpse, and then just. Pour it into a coffee tin and leave it in the woods, just yeah, just to ensure did, she wouldn't come back as a zombie. Oh, did Next that time happen? Go pigs, pigs, did, pigs solve everything. Yeah, did you? Oh, that's right. Did you? Uh, nice notch reference, by the way. Did you? Um, did you run into the problem where locals found the body, dug it up, and used it as a plaything? No, because I, like I said, I burned the corpse, so I kind of avoided that. They found the coffee tin, but they didn't know what was in it, so they just kind of left it, which is good. 
Okay, cool. Because I have. Uh, luckily, 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 I don't have the I don't have the old kind of craggly old uh, wise woman that lives in my woods. Uh, that's more to Northern California. So if I did, though, she would probably recognize the tin as uh, the powder as something significant and attempt to make it whole again with her black evil magic. But thankfully, all I have here is just homeless people. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, so that is why Trevor is here because uh, Randy and the guys felt like. Uh, having just dead people on the show would be kind of one-sided, so we decided we have we, we'd have to have at least one living person on the show, and so well, at least living living for now. I mean, yeah. I don't want to yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, Trevor, but um, yeah, or any red dot appearing on your, yeah, any red dot appearing on your forehead doesn't suddenly mean you're a Hindu. Yeah, I I, I told you, <laughs> cement on the doors, windows, nothing, no one could get in here. I don't, they're coming but, uh, for you, man. I, I don't think that's going to help, Dude. but, you know, good luck to you. Good luck. Did you realize you're giving up the tactical advantage now because, you know, I'm here? Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to I wanna thank you guys, though, for letting me get on. Uh, hopefully I can get on a couple more times. Uh, no, no, you, you suck. Metroid, uh, Metroid Other M last week, so uh, <laughs> here's yeah, something girl. fun to do because that wasn't it. Yeah. Oh, um, speaking of which, I'm gonna have an art, I'm gonna have a feature article on the site coming up exactly on how what how it's gonna affect the Metroid uh, series in the future and the games industry portrayal of females in the future because I didn't like the game very much no, and no, a lot uh, of people didn't. Yeah. It was it was kind of a disgrace, but yeah. the thing about it is it's fun. It was a fun game. Like when you think about it, the core mechanics were fun. It's just it's like. Yeah. Gavin, what's your favorite candy bar? My favorite candy bar is probably Three Musketeers. Okay, Three Musketeers. It was like somebody taking a delicious Three Musketeers and then shoving it right up your ass. It's That's still a Three Musketeers, good. and you yeah. still love it because it's a Three Musketeers, but it's in your ass. Yeah. So what do you do? You can't stop liking Three Musketeers. That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a dilemma. It's a dilemma. But I think that's the best place as possible to end this uh, end this. Chocolate episode. bar in ass. Check. Chocolate bar in ass. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Be- yeah. Later, guys. <laughs> Later. I